Progressive presents an interview with your upstairs neighbor. Hi, I'm Tia. The upstairs-downstairs neighbor dynamic is so special. We have our own language. Like when I scream at my mom on the phone, the people downstairs bang on the ceiling to show their support. The nighttime's the best time to rearrange furniture. I call it midnight feng shui. And if I sleep through my alarm in the morning, they bang on my door to wake me. So thoughtful. Progressive can't save you from your upstairs neighbor, but we can save you money when you bundle renters and auto insurance with us. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. It's race week once again, folks. Welcome back to Pitch the Podium for this week's preview of the Belgian GP. A start of yet another triple header. And boy, I'm feeling so buzzed and so excited about this. To discuss this, as always, I've got Kunal Shah here with me. And Kunal, what a place to return to for yet another triple header worth of racing. spa Francorchamps. What a brilliant weekend this plans to be. This promises I, to be. Know, yeah, it it is. If anyone's been listening to me for the last several years, it's by default my favorite <laughs> circuit. You know, I I keep telling myself I will not leave this planet till I you know race up Eau Rouge uh, in a racing car one day. And you know, I, I think I'm going to be pretty close to doing that soon at some point. <laughs> but yes, another triple header, another triple header being added to the the 2020 Formula One calendar as well. So lots of action that you know have taken place in the last uh, few days. Exactly, and it's a circuit I know you'll be very happy about because it's Istanbul Park. In fact, fun fact: it is Kunal's first ever circuit that he visited for a Grand Prix weekend when he was working with Force India. But apart from that, what a magnificent track it is! Probably the best Herman Tilke circuit ever built, and that's quite a good thing because now Formula One is coming back to Turkey. It's a superb new market to access as well. Sadly, it went back in the last few years, but. It, there doesn't exactly seems to be that silver lining, Kunal, because although we are very happy to see that circuit back on the calendar, you know, it may just turn out to be a one-off. Yes, I mean, you know, that's what we've seen in 2020. Lots of one-off uh, circuits that are coming up. And this is something I know you and I keep discussing time and again about how the business model of hosting Formula One races has changed for Liberty Media. And, you know, could this uh, continue even in the for the races in the future? One doesn't know. But yes, like you said, uh, you know, uh, uh, Turkey uh, coming back is a one-off, as is maybe the Nürburgring and uh, Portimao and the like. So, you know, 2020 is literally a season to enjoy it to the fullest. Exactly. And this comes a couple of months after we thought that we would not even get nine races. Here we are now with the likes of Imola, Nürburgring, Mugello, Portimao and Turkey as well. It's going to be a fantastic year. But speaking of a fantastic Grand Prix, we have to come back to Spa because, as you mentioned, it's one of the most legendary circuits in the world, a mecca for sports car racing. And Formula One has been around for quite a while as well. But we have quite a few talking points that we'd like to bring down. And in particular, we have five of them. So, Kunal, why don't we begin with the first major talking point that we're going to have for this week's Belgian GP? Yes, so I'm going to pick the qualifying mode being banned, you know, and uh, that's, of course, been delayed from uh, Spa to Monza. So we are going to see the Mercedes cars fly out ahead for probably the last time in a qualifying session with all those modes. 
And you know, up until now, everyone thinks that these motors have been introduced to sort of slow Mercedes down and, and so on. And that's what I also thought uh, at first, because that's usually how the FIA has been. You know, they try and slow down the fastest guys and, 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 uh, and so on. Okay. But uh, it's, it's down to also uh, the fact that, uh, you know, the, the power units have become extremely complex to police. So the FIA are saying that, hey, we are not going to take up the headaches of policing these power units. We are going to give the headache to you guys to choose that one mode that you think works best from qualifying all the way to the race. And that's the only mode you use. And it's quite an interesting thing. People often think that this will really impact Mercedes quite a bit. But Toto Wolf says it doesn't. And we know for a fact that Toto Wolf can be a bit of a cryptic person at times, sending out really tough messages to decode. But if he's that confident with something like that, you kind of have to admit it, especially when Mercedes are by far away the most dominant team on the grid right now. But this very well brings us on to the next topic that we have because when the black Mercedes is doing such a good job, you naturally expect the pink Mercedes to do the same as well. And traditionally, we have seen Racing Point, a previously post Force India, doing a very commanding job at this circuit. Case in point, 2009, Giancarlo Fisichella taking the team's first ever pole position and podium. Then 2018, Esteban Ocon qualifying up in the top five with Sergio Perez. So this traditionally has been a circuit of a great amount of strength for Racing Point. But Red Bull are quite clearly the second fastest team right now. Do you think Racing Point are going to edge for the podium places here this weekend? Well, you know, I think Racing Point uh, will definitely be uh, there in the running and qualifying. They, they are able to extract phenomenal one-lap pace, okay? And uh, like you said, they, they certainly have some magic in their cars around Spa and, you know, the, the setup that they use is just so beautifully suiting the car, the drivers, the circuit. You know, we've seen it time and again, you know, 2009 being, of course, one of the first memories that, you know, we've all had about Force India. But uh, coming to the race, I think, you know, we'll still probably see them fall back a little bit behind at least one Red Bull racing car. That's usually we the, know which the one. <laughs> <laughs> That's usually the feeling that, you know, one would get. But uh, yes, I do expect uh, Racing Point to be, you know, uh, in the mix at, at, the, at the sharper end of the grid uh, for, for this weekend. And uh, I would put it this way that, you know, I wouldn't even rule out Alexander Albon because it was, you know, this race last year when he sort of got his promotion oh, yeah. to Red Bull Racing. And he, I remember he pulled off a really daring move on Sergio Perez, uh, you know, just yeah. uh, at the start of the Camel Strait. So, knowing fully well that, you know, there is at least one seat at Red Bull that's always in question and maybe even one seat at Toro Rosso or Alpha Tauri, uh, I wouldn't, uh, you know, I, I would bet on Alexander Albin trying to pull off something spectacular as well. He's been gaining a lot of confidence in the last couple of weekends. The Spanish GP weekend was somewhat of a good one for him. Had it not been for the strategy, he would have been even better. But it will be very interesting to see how Alex Albon fares this time out in Spa. But what about Max? Because normally when we come to Spa, we see all the Dutch fans traveling in from Netherlands to, to, to Belgium to support Super Max with all their orange flags. It's not going to be all of that this weekend. But Max traditionally has been super quick. I mean, he's lightning quicker on Spa. Is there a chance, and maybe really the faintest of chances, of him challenging Valtteri Bottas? Because Lewis Hamilton, as we all know, He's, he's in a different league altogether. Can we see a repeat of what we saw in the likes of Silverstone or maybe even Spain 
with Verstappen really nudging Bottas for that second place in the podium places. So, you know, I, I'm actually going to flip that around to say that I expect Valtteri Bottas to be delivering something absolutely spectacular. Because, you know, uh, he, he's, he's, of course, in a position he doesn't like to be in right now. You know, yeah. he's lost a few points, you know, at one of the races this season. And, you know, he's made a few errors at the start. But if he pulls together a brilliant, uh, you know, if he strings together a good weekend, as we call in the world yeah. of motorsport, then I expect him to be challenging Lewis for wins. And then Max picking up whatever is left after the Mercedes drivers. And, you know, Valtteri would also now know that, okay, there are, uh, you know, 17 races in the season. So there is a goalpost, you know, that, that they know that by then they have to sort of uh, be where they need to be in the constructors and the drivers championship, right? So Valtteri now knows that, you know, sixth race is done, seventh race coming up. So you're edging close to half, uh, you know, half time of the season. And he, he, he might, just turn out to be a little more aggressive than we've seen him in the past. And, you know, and, and there are times when it has worked for him, as we saw in the first couple of races in Austria and the likes. So I think that Valtteri is going to deliver something spectacular uh, this weekend. Well, fingers crossed. We hope he does. Because normally in the midway, this is where Bottas tends to fade away. If he can mount that sort of championship challenge to Lewis Hamilton... I think even though Mercedes will be winning, it will be a very entertaining year towards the end. And that's why we're all watching the sport, to have a good time and to be very entertained. But one team that has entertained everyone, be it in a good way or a bad one for the last couple of years, has been this team right here, Scuderia Ferrari. (laughs) What a change of fortunes. Last year, we saw them having a resurgence of sorts at this very circuit. Leclerc coming in and winning a very emotional victory, that one, at Spa. And here we are, 12 months later, and they are super happy at what seems to be a rather dull fifth or sixth place finish. What's <laughs> in store for Ferrari? Their power units are desperately underpowered. After that controversy that came in at preseason testing, their power units have been very lull since then. And the season has been pretty horrible for them. Sebastian Vettel did a good job in Spain. Leclerc having a retirement. What do you expect in store for the Scuderia? Because Spa is a good circuit for them. And from the looks of things, the season isn't exactly going their way. You know, it's tough to call it. And I'm, I've been enjoying all the memes where people are saying that, you know, the long straights <laughs> yes. of Spa will, will expose Ferrari's power unit deficit that much more and, and so on. But uh, let's remember the circuit characteristics of Spa are very, very different. So sector one and sector two, as we all know, are low down for circ- yeah. uh, you know, setups. Set they, they need a low down for setup to go by quickly. And sector three is, of course, a high downforce setup that's uh, that's there. And in Silverstone, Ferrari actually did better by using a low downforce setup there naturally. So, you know, if Ferrari are able to get Charles comfortable uh, within a low downforce setup overall, there is a very good chance that he might actually be in, in the running for a top five finish. And, uh, you know, as for Sebastian Vettel... Uh, I just hope that they remember they have a second uh, driver and car that's also going racing that will be collecting points <laughs> on the weekend as well. It's It's been so hard with Vettel and Ferrari. And speaking of that, this may be, and it's not confirmed yet, it may just happen on Friday or Saturday, this is supposed to be the week where Racing Point announced Sebastian Vettel's arrival. There's been a lot of rumors circulating around. Again, some of them can be true, some of them may not be true. But there's a really strong feeling that Vettel may end up being at Aston Martin next year. 
who knows what's going to happen. But let's focus back on this year. And Vettel has been struggling. But apart from Vettel, one team that has made the headlines in the last week has been Vettel's old team. It's been Alpha Tauri. And I saw some really bizarre headlines that said that Alpha Tauri are making progress faster than Ferrari. It doesn't mean that they're faster than Ferrari, but they're making progress quicker. And in a way, they're correct because Alpha Tauri in the last couple of race weekends have been pretty strong. Ever since we came to Silverstone, they have been on fire. We saw Gasly getting a couple of good results. Kifiat, although a bit frustrating, we saw that the pace was there. Spain was a pretty decent weekend for them too, showing a lot of raw pace. What's in it for them? Do you think that this time out at Spa, they are going to be up in the reckoning for the midfield points? Because from the looks of things, it is yet another fast and flowing circuit, which has seemed to be somewhat of a good trend for Alpha Tauri this year. I expect Alpha Tauri to be in the fight for points, much as I expect Renault to also be in the points. You know, at Monza last year, Daniel Ricciardo scored his best ever finish yeah. for Renault. I think it was a fourth place or something. So the lower midfield, if we may call it that way, might actually end up challenging the the, the upper midfield teams a little bit more this weekend. Also, let's not forget the Pirelli tyres. They are one step uh, softer this weekend. And, you know, the tyre loads, again, are extremely high at Spa. So, uh, you know, one can expect a two-stopping race, I would assume. Uh, Spain, of course, showed us that not all two stopping races have to be entertaining ones. Yeah. But that's that's at least a possibility that, you know, uh, strategy might definitely come into play. Then there's also the, you know, the, the usual uh, weather at Spa that's at play. So at this moment, if you read the radar, it's it says that it's a wet weekend throughout. But, you know, we've typically seen that it's very difficult to get even the weather predictions right for Spa. So, when it says it's wet, it could be bone dry outside and so on. But I would love to see a race like we've seen, you know, several times before where it's raining on half part of the circuit and the other half is dry. And suddenly that becomes a belter for all of us to enjoy. And it's a real possibility because Spa, of course, seven kilometers long, seven kilometers of pure joy and elation. Lovely circuit. I I love it from the bottom of my heart. And if you ever have the chance, just get a simulator and drive on it. Trust me, you won't regret it. But let's actually not digress more from that. And let's get back to the race weekend. That's something that we tend to do quite often here at Pits the Podium. But the midfield is where we were focusing on. We just had a chat about the likes of Alfa Tauri, about Renault. McLaren could very well be in the reckoning as well because they've been having a bit of a... Tricky year, I, I guess, because in certain points, McLaren seems to be at the very top. I mean, say, Landon Norris and the podium that he got in Austria. And then all of a sudden, they just disappear down the radar. They've been, it's been a bit of sweet year for them. They've just been disappearing time and again. So, are they really having a good year, or is it just that the others have been grabbing the headlines more often and they've been doing the job more quietly at the back? I think, you know, McLaren are, in my view, having a good year. It's just that their performances, like you said, are spikes, you know. Suddenly, you'll find them running uh, best of the rest or on the podium, and then suddenly they're out of the points or picking up just one point and so on. Uh, My uh, view would be that McLaren would definitely want to flatten the spike as much as they can and be more consistent in scoring points. But again, you know, they have a great package. They, They seem like they're bouncing back. 
I expect uh, McLaren, uh, Renault, uh, you know, and even Alpha Tauri, like we we just spoke a few minutes ago, yeah. to be in in the fight for the midfield along with Ferrari. Okay, I think that at the at the top it will be Mercedes, uh, Racing Point, and and Red Bull out there. So that's pretty much where where I see things going. And of course, one of the other things to watch out for, like it is every Saturday, is George Russell and yes. what he's able to pull off in the Williams. And this will be Williams' first ever Grand Prix under new ownership. Dorothy Capital coming in and buying the team out. It, they haven't changed the management yet. It's a discussion that can go on for hours about what needs to change at Williams. And we have made a video on that. So just click on the top right corner. You'll have a good idea about what we discussed early on. But it's a, it's a remarkable time for them. And Russell, sadly, the one thing that he said is, he, they may end up struggling at Spa and Monza because the Williams car is a bit draggy. I know in the race, Williams have been very, have had a rather bad year and, and as we expected them to. But in qualifying, Russell has just been punching above his weight, I must say. But do you think the same can happen at Spa? Because he said that he's not very confident about that this weekend. But hey, George Russell, who knows what can happen in the end. I, I I would bet on him trying to pull off a magic lap that, you know, the second attempt in Q1 that he always does is definitely where I would put my money on. At least it being an entertaining lap, he'll put yeah. in all all of his might and the car's might into trying to get as close to, you know, in, into Q2 as possible. And uh, that that's always a delight to watch on, on a Saturday. It absolutely is. And of course, folks, the race is coming this weekend. Don't forget to watch it. And also, don't forget to watch more videos on the Pitch the Podium channel as well. We've got Abhinav Krishna, the man behind this famous Circus F1 comic on our show, along with a lot of other people from the F1 paddock, including the likes of Mark Sutton. We've got uh, William, Michael, uh, William Polisi. We've got Michael Italiano. Quite a few influential figures in the paddock giving their opinion of how the sport works. So that is quite a fun thing that we have in the working in F1 series, don't we? Yes. And, you know, without any biases, there is no doubt that the Circus F1 comic videos are, oh, you know, my favorite. Superb. You know, even though even though we hosted them together, I still listen back and I end up laughing, even though I know what the jokes are because they're absolutely funny. It's great to know, you know, the character behind the man and the soul behind the Circus F1 comic series. And I think it's it's phenomenal. And you know, you guys are very welcome to come and tune into, uh, you know, to to our channel on Instagram as well as on you know Facebook and YouTube. We're pretty much everywhere. And uh, the last thing, Samil, that you know, we will of course hear more from at Spa is, you know, the 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 appeal that Renault has dropped yes, uh, against yeah. Racing Point. Now it waits to be seen if Ferrari, uh, you know, are going to be dropping their appeal as well. And let's remember, even Racing Point had appealed against the protest decision that went against their way. So I get this feeling that all teams will, you know, back off and just get on with racing as usual, uh, you know, and keep heart with the fact that the FIA will make changes for 2021. Exactly. And Renault said that they are doing this in the wake of the signing of the new Concord Agreement. Another monumental topic that we shall discuss in depth on Pitch the Podium. But it's a good thing to see every team coming back on track and doing what they're supposed to. Big things coming up though. And don't forget to watch the race. And don't forget to like the video if you like this one. To share this to all of your friends and family members. And also all the passionate F1 fans that you are connected to. And also, if you haven't yet, what are you waiting for? Press that subscribe button down there. 
I'm sure you won't regret it. Thank you so much for watching, folks. Thank you so much, as always, Kunal. And we shall see you for the post-race debrief on Sunday evening. Bye-bye. See you guys and thanks, Samuel. also you <laughs> the pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film powder donut <clears throat> okay what's my line uh the only line i see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from progressive oh man that's a tongue twister huh i'm sorry i'm gonna need a few more minutes <clears throat> bulbous walrus the bulbous walrus the name your price tool only from progressive the owl and a foul of the comatose coxswain progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law